Hello, America. It's Eric Erickson. I hope you're doing great today. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. So, you know what? I've been telling you guys all day, I've got the Action Center open. Uh, For years on radio, I've said, and we've only really started using this outside of Georgia, because I used to have an evening drive time news hour on WSB in Atlanta. Now I got a nationwide show uh, and I've never really used it before nationally, but it was time to fire up the action center for all of you, the army of activists. Cause I just think that I should, instead of just making you mad about stuff or keeping you informed, I should educate you and motivate you, but also uh, mobilize you when the time comes so you can take action on stuff. And people are so upset about the student loan bailout and Congress doesn't really even realize how angry people are. And so just, I want to give you a glance of states. Just, this is now a snapshot of the last 15 minutes. It's only the data from the last 15 minutes of people who texted the word fight to 52886. If you text the word fight to 52886, you will be connected to the activist portal. You can put in your name, phone number, email address, and home address. And it will figure out who your Congress people are automatically. And you can call your congressmen and your senators through the system. Uh, I'll guide you through it on the phone. I'll ring your phone and away you go. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and so in the last 15 minutes, here are the states that have picked up the phone. Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Delaware, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Uh, who else was seen there? There's, did I say Pennsylvania, Florida, Georgia? I mean, a significant number of people around the country. Now, obviously, I, I'm live all over Georgia and Florida right now, and, and in a lot of people listening in North Carolina as well, live. Um, later this evening, I'll be on live in Illinois and Oregon, and just go on and pick up the phone. You, I've got it set up so you'll be able to send an email, too. If Congress is closed or the phone lines are busy, you'll be able to send emails as well. Uh, it's a very easy system. Even if you, you're curious and you just want to look and see what it's like, text the word FIGHT to 52886. A fully operational radio show for conservatives where not only do I get to keep you entertained and informed, but also get to turn you into activists like I am so you can engage. Oh, look, another one in Colorado. Someone's listening right now in Denver. Very cool. Okay, now. I got to move on to other stuff because I want to talk about Iran. But I've been thinking about this. I need to talk to you about this. This is important. I'm not a fan of Dr. Oz's campaign in Pennsylvania. I think he's kind of an out-of-touch guy. Doesn't really fit the demo, if you will. But I think he can win. And while I'm not a fan of Dr. Oz, my friend Selena Zito is a great reporter who knows Pennsylvania, and she assures me he's everywhere in Pennsylvania. The national media isn't really paying attention to what's going on on the ground there, that he's outworking John Fetterman, the Democrat. Fetterman is out memeing uh, Oz, and so he's winning the Twitter war, but the Twitter war is not real life, as we see time and time again. And then there's another data point you need to understand. 
I don't want to give away confidences and private conversations. But in the last month, mid to end of July, Herschel Walker in Georgia has not gotten national media attention, but Herschel Walker in Georgia has realigned his political team. He's kind of shaken it up. He's reorganized it. He's brought in new people. He knew he needed to do so. A friend of mine who is involved said Walker called him and said, I am in this to win it, and I need a team that's going to get me across the finish line first. Herschel Walker wants to win. And he has done what he believes need be done so that he can win. Have you heard that in the national media anywhere? If you listen to the national media, the national media says the campaign's in disarray. The campaign team doesn't like him. They don't trust him. They're leaking about him. He's not a good candidate. He's not with the press. Actually, Herschel Walker did an event in Watkinsville, Georgia. Or I'm sorry, he, he what is it, Wrightsville, uh, Georgia. He went to his hometown. Herschel Walker went to his hometown and had a crowd that was so large that they had to shut it down. They had to shut the shut the whole thing down. Too many people showed up out in rural Georgia. And he's having events around the state and the local media is present and they get to ask him questions and he doesn't run from them, but that's not the national media narrative. And it got me thinking about Dr. Oz. So my friends on the ground in Pennsylvania, Selena Zito, who's a great reporter who's on the ground in Pennsylvania, she tells me that on the ground, Dr. Oz is everywhere. He's out hustling Fetterman. He's gone to every county in Pennsylvania. Some of them key areas he's gone to multiple times. He's meeting people. The crowds are growing. There's good word of mouth. And the polling, the national polling, which is very bad at the state level for a lot of reasons, shows Fetterman in the lead. But Emerson College poll actually has him pretty close. And he's doing really good on the ground there. So it got me really thinking, you know, so much of our perception, you as well, frankly, even though you may deny it because you read a lot of conservative sites who read the news sites at the national level and then reprocess them and repackage them as their own reporting. You think you're getting original analysis and you're not. We're all being shaped by this national view from the press, from the conservative national press, from the liberal national press, from the mainstream media that already leans to the left. And it shapes our opinions and stuff. And so here I am in Georgia, an observer directly of Herschel Walker's team. And the national press says he's a weak candidate, unlikely to beat Raphael Warnock, but he's within five points in the polling average. I, being a student of history and also someone who ran political campaigns in Georgia, am distinctly aware that in Georgia in August, Republicans statewide tend to run on average about five points behind the Democrats for a lot of reasons. So I'm looking at Herschel Walker's campaign. He's retooled his campaign. He's brought in people I know are highly competent people who have a great win-loss record in politics. He's brought them in in the last month. He's retooled his campaign. He's getting on the campaign trail. Uh, his events are growing. The number of people showing up at his events are growing. His fundraising is increasing. His TV ads are coming online. He's got a great message in a climate that's hostile to the Democrats where Joe Biden's polling is below 40% in Georgia. And the national media is still fixated on a narrative from two months ago.
It suggests the national media isn't up to speed on what's happening, and to the extent they are, they're trying to package it as something to help Raphael Warnock. And if that's happening in Georgia, maybe it's happening in Pennsylvania. So maybe Dr. Oz isn't doing as bad as the national media shows, because Herschel Walker, I assure you, from firsthand experience in Georgia, knowing what's going on on the campaign trail, Herschel Walker is not doing as badly as the national media would have you believe. And if that's true of him, maybe it's true of Dr. Oz. And I also know, by the way, that it's true of J.D. Vance in Ohio. J.D. Vance in Ohio is going to win Ohio. Ohio is a Republican state. J.D. Vance connects with people in Ohio. J.D. Vance is going to win. But the national media and many of the same national Republican consultants who hated Donald Trump, they don't like J.D. Vance, and so they're seeding a narrative against him. Now, state-level polling is really bad. And a lot of the evidence for how badly these Republicans are doing is from state-level polling. But I think the student loan issue itself will help a lot of these Republicans over time. You know, let me just spend a moment on Herschel Walker in Georgia. Herschel Walker is from South Georgia. Um, He is from a fairly poor part of the state of Georgia. I have listeners in that part of the state. I, I have affiliates in that part of the state. Herschel Walker is from Wrightsville, Georgia. The big employer there is Johnson State Prison. In the 2010 census, there were 2,195 people there. He's in a part of the state. It's Middle Eastern, not Middle East, uh, middle of Georgia to the east of the Macon area. Uh, If you know, if you look on a map, and you see Dublin, Georgia on I-16. It's a little bit to the northeast of there. North of there is Sandersville. Kalen is a big industry down there. There are a lot of poor people in a very flat, hot part of the state. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now from the 2020 census. 52% of rightsful are black, 44% white. Not a lot of people. Not a great deal of education there. A lot of people leave. They don't come back. Those who stay are going to be bailing out people with college loans and they won't have any. Can you imagine if Herschel Walker went to Wrightsville where in that county, Johnson County, A lot of the roads are dirt roads. You get him down in Wrightsville and you put him on one of the dirt roads. And he looks at the camera and he says, my name is Herschel Walker. I'm from one of these dirt roads in Wrightsville, Georgia, where the largest employer is the prison. And I took one of these dirt roads out of my town to college and national football fame. And I wanted Georgia where all roads lead to your success. And Raphael Warnock wants a Georgia where you are paying for the success of others. Be a hell of a message, wouldn't it? Did that off the top of my head. I used to write campaign commercials. I'm Herschel Walker. 
I'm from what people in Atlanta would call dirt poor middle of nowhere, Georgia. And I became something with hard work. You've become something with hard work too. And Raphael Warnock wants you and your hard work to pay off the debts of people who didn't want to put the time and energy in to pay off their student loans, who probably make more money than you. You did the right thing, and Raphael Warnock is punishing you with Joe Biden's policies. I want to reward you in your hard work. I want to make it so you can be successful, not so your success can go to benefit other people. These ads write themselves. Herschel Walker's got a message. And he's an optimist in the American dream, and he lived the American dream, and he's running against a guy who wants to use your success in the American dream to reward people who don't want to pay their own student loans. Raphael Warnock claims to be a minister. Now, I don't know what God Raphael Warnock worships, not the one of the Bible. It's clear from the way he talks. But in Scripture, in Psalms, it talks about how it's the bad people, the wicked, who borrow and don't pay back their debts. And Raphael Warnock wants to reward those people. Herschel Walker walked out of Wrightsville, Georgia, in a county with a whole lot of dirt roads. And he headed up to the University of Georgia with his hard work and football, made something of himself and became successful. He's lived the American dream and he wants you to live the American dream and not use your American dream to turn it into your nightmare while others benefit off your hard work. There is a compelling message for Republican candidates there if they'll seize on it. But the other side of this is this. If you read the national media, uh, Politico is working on a hit job on Herschel Walker based on old news. They're try they got a young reporter in Georgia right now in the Politico trying to stir up mud on Herschel Walker, trying to distract, trying to live off the old narrative. And if the media is so convinced to an old narrative that I have seen with my own eyes and know not to be true, he's shaken up his campaign. He's brought in new people. He wants to win. He's playing to win. The crowds are growing. He's all over the state. He's hanging out with people he's seen and being seen and engaging and engaged and funny. And if the national media can't update their narrative about him, maybe they can't do it about J.D. Vance. Maybe they can't do it about uh, Dr. Oz. Maybe they can't do it about Adam Laxalt. Maybe they can't do it about Blake Masters. Maybe they don't want to do it is the point. And if so, the awakening is going to be even ruder for the Democrats when November gets here and they are swept out by a big red wave of angry people who don't think that their hard work should go to benefit people who can't pay off their student loans and make more money than them. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some at our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bowling Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bowling Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bowling Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California King 
routine, you will feel the difference. And they're 100% free from toxins, no pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. If you happen to follow me on Instagram at EW Erickson, uh, I put up a picture and all it says is text five, text fight to 52886. Tell Congress you oppose the bailout. You can share that on your social media if you like uh, and rev up the number of people melting down the phone lines in Congress. Uh, all you do is follow me on Instagram at EW Erickson. You will see the picture. Uh, you can click the little airplane looking symbol and share it to your stories or just, I mean, take a screenshot, put it up however you want to do it. Get people involved, get people calling Congress, uh, telling them how opposed you are to this bailout. This hour of the program is actually brought to you by a great conservative family that I know opposes this bailout too. They're good Christian conservative people. Uh, the Frost family, they run First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping businesses grow since the 90s. They love helping small businesses become really big businesses and they've helped some great businesses become really big businesses. They want to help yours too. If you need a loan, $750,000 or more for buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, expanding, Reach out to the Frost family. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you so I get the credit for it. Firstlibertyga.com. $750,000 are up for your business, not yourself. Uh, they may be able to help you grow. They want to get you to yes where banks are saying no. Now, we still got way more stuff to cover. In particular, the Iran situation uh, is not a good or stable situation. Before I get there, though, you need to know something. Used electric car prices have skyrocketed. That's right. Uh, they're already more expensive than other vehicles typically. And the used car market for electric vehicles is actually disproportionately more expensive than a fossil fuel burning vehicle. And now California has signed into, uh, passed a law that will ban fossil fuel vehicles being sold after 2035. It's going to impact the poor disproportionately. And it has also caused used electric vehicle prices to skyrocket. In addition to the electric vehicle tax credit from the Biden administration, uh, supply and demand. The electric vehicle tax credit is causing the cost of even used electric vehicles to go up more than $7,000. It's becoming very difficult to get one, and it's already expensive. Um Philip works for me. He's looking at getting a new truck, not an electric one, but just was talking to me the other day about the cost of used trucks in the country. The uh, trucks are the most popular selling vehicles in the country. The, um, what is it? The, um, uh, the F-150, uh, the uh, Dodge Ram, the Chevy Silverado, and the GMC Sierra are the four most popular vehicles sold in the United States. To put it in perspective, the Toyota Tundra is number six, number five is a car. And it's really hard to get them right now. It's really hard to get them uh, because people are buying them as quickly as they come available. Uh, and used electric car prices are now through the roof and nobody can get one. And even if you could, in some states, you're not gonna be able to charge it because you don't have power in your state. It's a disaster but not as much a disaster as what's happening with Iran when we come back. 
12,318 calls to Congress have been generated by you guys over the past couple of hours. Text FIGHT to 52886. Real quick, I do have to tell you, I sent out a recipe a little while ago. I've been experimenting with carne asada because I love tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? Is there anything more American than a taco? <laughs> but I, I, I kind of mastered my marinade for carne asada and the method to do it. Um, if you want to get it, text the word recipe, uh, singular, the word recipe, not recipes, but recipe to 33777. Uh, text recipe to 33777. I'm, I'll send you back a link uh, to my recipe substack. Uh, it is free. Uh, you can subscribe for free. If you want to pay, uh, It's I think it's like $30 for the year. That actually just helps me buy the groceries to experiment. This one, I actually, those of you who subscribed and, and paid the $30, I really appreciate it because I actually did some real experimentation and ruined a couple of expensive flank steaks along the way, and, and it just, they were gross. But my gosh, have I perfected this. I So, you know, President Trump and I, we, we we had our troubles. We did. We can all acknowledge it. We found some common ground in a way you will all hate me. Our shared love of well-done steak with ketchup and a Coke. I'm not making that up. I'm not. Don't hate me. We found some common ground there. We eat our steak the same way. Well, I got to tell you, this carne asada recipe, I used a flank steak and it came off the grill and was just oozing red. So it was medium rare. I can eat a medium rare flank. This was freaking delicious. It was fantastic. Um, it was, I, I did it the same night as the pork belly and I like, may, I may like it more than the pork belly. Uh, not kidding. Um, it was good. Now you can get a little more well, you can get a little more medium or well done if you want, but a flank steak will get tough the more you cook it. This was so tender, the marinade so flavorful, it just made some of the best tacos I've ever had. And it was so, so easy to do. It literally four minutes on each side on the grill, on a very hot grill. Uh, the outside got charred. The inside was medium rare to a little above, not quite medium. It was fantastic. Text the word recipe, singular recipe to 33777. You can sign up. It's fantastic. You'll love it. I got to tell you about Iran. You're not going to love this. David Ignatius, of all people, has this. Beware the emerging alliance between Russia and Iran. Russia has begun using Iranian-made drones in the Ukraine war. Iran has offered to share its financial networks to help Russia evade sanctions, according to Russian intelligence. For Russia, struggling to maintain momentum in Ukraine after six months of brutal conflict, the new Iranian assistance could be a game changer, the intelligence officials warn. This is not just a tactical alliance, explained one official. With China and Russia refusing to sell weapons to Russia, with China and India, rather, refusing to sell weapons to Russia, Iran could become an essential pipeline for weapons and money. They know all the tricks in the book in terms of evading sanctions, the intelligence official said of Iran. Iran can tap its existing infrastructure network of shell companies and other financial institutions in its sanctions-busting campaign. Iranian financial aid for Russia would be even easier if sanctions against Tehran are lifted as part of a renewal of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal, the intelligence officials warned. 
the Biden administration is pretty desperate to bring back that deal. The Biden administration wants to bring back the 2015 deal, and they're actually going to make it worse. They're going to make it worse. They're looking at Iran having access to upwards of a trillion with a T dollars over the next 10 years. Not of our money per se, but money that Iran would be able to get through global trade that it cannot get now, particularly the open global sale of oil. Iran is helping Russia against Ukraine. Iran is funding terrorists around the world. Iran is funding destabilization campaigns in other Middle Eastern countries and in Israel. And the Biden administration wants to do it. This is the same administration that decided to forgive student loan debt for like 15% of the country and jumped off the cliff to do so, even though it was bad economically. They're willing to ruin our economy to buy votes. They're willing to ruin the world to help Iranian terrorists. This is really, really bad. This is really destabilizing. The Biden administration intends to structure a deal with Iran that will bypass Congress. You need to understand that. In 2015, Barack Obama struck a deal with Iran and bypassed Congress. In order for a treaty to take effect, two-thirds of the Senate must agree. Many of the global agreements presidents enter are considered executive agreements. They enter them binding their administration, but they don't bind future administrations. Typically, the way executive agreements work, though, is that uh, there's a tacit understanding, tacit understanding, that the next administration will adhere to the terms, and they bypass Congress. They don't get a vote. Congress, if there's any appropriations, has to agree, but otherwise... They don't have to worry about a two-thirds vote of the Senate. That's how Obama structured his Iran deal. Joe Biden is trying to do the same. Joe Biden wants to be a progressive president, and progressives hate Israel. And you really need to understand one of the major reasons the left wants to deal with Iran is not to normalize Iran. They don't really have an affinity for a country that hangs gay people and cranes in the street. It's that they don't like Israel. The left is deeply anti-Semitic. And, you know, there are parts of the alt-right that want an Iran deal because they think it'll hurt Israel as well. And that's one of the big red flags here that the Biden administration should pay attention to, that the worst of both sides of the political spectrum want an Iran deal to hurt Israel. When I was a kid growing up in Dubai, we were out of school for a week because Hezbollah planted explosives in our school. I remember I was in fifth grade And I remember one of the teachers coming into Mr. Spiro. He was our fifth grade teacher. And she had this terrible look on her face. 
and she whispered in his ear, and he got a look of concern on his face, and he whispered back to her, and she whispered back to him, and he looked at all of us, and he said, kids, pack your bags. Pack your bags. You're going home early. Make sure you take all of your books with you because you're not going to be back the rest of the week. We didn't know what was going on. Said the school's closing for the week. Didn't know what was going on. We all packed our bags up. And they were calling parents. And they assembled us all. We had a football field. We had actually a big field. You could see it on the satellite. If you find the, um, it's not the, it used to be the Jumeirah American School. Became the American School of Dubai. They sold the building. It's another American school now. Uh, It's just down the street from my old house. And there's a big grass football field. I remember when they put the grass football field in. They put in these giant, powerful sprinklers. So we would go as kids. We'd get up early in the morning on the weekend, like 6 a.m., and and go up to the school because that's when the sprinklers were on, and we would play this game where the, the sprinklers would randomly pop up. So you'd run around the field waiting for one of the sprinklers to pop up. They were so powerful, they'd bowl you over. Uh, it was like fire hydrants almost, and they cover the entire football field. Kept a green grass football field in the middle of a desert. And they assembled us all out there on the football field, well away from the buildings. Now, I just walked home. All of my friends whose parents, they live further down. There's an area of Dubai called Chicago Beach. And uh, it took probably 15, 20 minutes for parents to come get you in, in those situations or housekeepers if the parents weren't home. And so all the kids had to stand on the football field and wait while I got to walk home. And when we came back the next week, there were guards at the school. And the guards were there for several years. And we all had to pack our lunches, and we would use brown paper bags and Ziploc bags on the inside with the sandwiches, and they would pull the sandwiches out and inspect it. Pretty soon, the school decided to bring in Hardee's. We didn't have McDonald's or Burger King in Dubai. A Jewish ownership, believe it or not. There are too many Jews and Mormons involved, so we had Hardee's. And they put Hardee's in the school. And we didn't have to bring our lunches anymore. We just bring some money because it was kind of gross to have the guards opening up your sandwiches looking for bombs. They literally would do that. Kind of changed everything. And it turned out Hezbollah had claimed through either a call-in, I assumed they, someone had called in, but apparently it was intelligence, that they wanted to target American schools and ours was one of the schools targeted and there were explosives. They were going to blow us up on behalf of Iran. When I was in fifth grade, Iran tried to kill me. They haven't changed. It's willful naivete for this administration to believe the Iranians are going to change. It's not a matter of thinking they can't. It's a matter of understanding that at the civilian level, Iranians are wonderful people. Some of my best friends are Iranians. It's at the political level where the country is run by the Ayatollah Khamenei and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, and they are Islamic fundamentalists who believe that they have to set off the apocalypse for the Mahdi to come back with Jesus and vanquish all of the non-Muslims and particularly send to hell the Jews. They hate Jews. They hate the Jews. They hate Israel. I've lived this life. 
to give Iran a trillion dollars over the next decade to help them to give them money and claim we'll help you build up your country so long as you don't give a bomb build a bomb all they're going to do is build the bomb in secret they're going to use the money to make sure that they can cover up the progress i'm not making this up they've been working on nuclear development to build a nuclear bomb and that is the country on planet earth that will use a bomb because they're Islamic fundamentalists, Shiites, who believe that they must bring about the apocalypse to wipe out the Jews. They call for death to America. They call for death to Israel. They call for death to the West. And they want to make it happen. They've been funding terrorism since I was a kid. They tried to kill me. And they haven't changed. The people of Iran are held hostage, and Barack Obama could have stood up with the people of Iran during the uh, period of the riots in the streets of Iran, and he kept his damn mouth shut because he was a moral coward. He could have stood up for the side of the people, but he wanted to make nice and kissy face with the Iranian leadership because they hate Israel just like him. And Joe Biden hates Israel worse than Barack Obama. And they're perfectly fine to have it wiped off the planet. And they really have gotten it in their heads that they can bring peace in the Middle East with Iran and do better than, than uh, Donald Trump as long as they make Israel the sacrificial lamb. But you know what else? The Sunni Muslims are scared to death of Iran because Iran has been dabbling their affairs and launching terrorist attacks there as well. Iran is deeply stabilizing to the entire Middle East. It's not just Israel that hates this deal. It's Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Oman, Egypt, Jordan. They all hate this deal because it will enrich a theological political foe. It's insane that they're doing this, and at the very time they're trying to do this deal, Iran is the one country on the planet, not even China, is helping Russia militarily in the way Iran is. And the Biden administration somehow thinks playing kissy face with Iran's leadership is going to make this better. It's going to make it worse. Why are they so foolish? Because they're not foolish. They have goals on the progressive left that are not aligned with the national security of this country. They truly, fundamentally, institutionally believe America would be better off if we were surrounded by worse foes, more powerful foes, because they view us as a bully and think we'll all be fine if we can't bully anyone because we're surrounded by bullies who can punch us back. That's the left's worldview. It's deeply anti-American, but they actually believe it's for the good of America. They've convinced themselves. In the process, they want to bring us World War III and a nuclear holocaust with Muslim Islamic fundamentalists out of Iran. And they're going to get their way unless the people get very, very vocal about it. It's destabilizing to our economy as well. Now's the time to consider protecting your retirement savings. We're seeing 40-year high inflation, and now with the college loan bailout, it's going to make the inflation matter worse. Everybody agrees, except for the far left, that it's going to make it worse. If you got $50,000 or more in your IRA, your 401k, or other retirement savings, your money could be at risk. You don't have a lot of options, but you can call my friends at Gold Co. at 855-904-5933 and learn how to use physical gold and silver to protect your money. You'll get a free wealth protection kit to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Call my friends at Gold Co. Find out if you qualify for their special offer. You can 
protect your money from the ebbs and flows of the stock market and from inflation by using precious metals, call my friends at GoldCo, 855-904-5933, or just text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Text it to 33777, and I'll send you their toll-free number. Call them and see if they're a good fit for you and you for them. Reminder, you can text FIGHT to 52886 and call your member of Congress, Matt, Rebecca, Stephen, Sandra, Kim, uh, Nancy, Alan, Danielle. That's an interesting spelling for Danielle. Uh, Lots of people texting in uh, FIGHT to 52886 and calling their member of Congress. Uh, I don't know what the podcast movement is. It appears it's the world's largest community of podcasters. They're having a big conference uh, right now in Dallas and then in March in Las Vegas. Well, the last two days I've been filling in for Ben Shapiro. He was under the weather the other day and then had to travel yesterday. Well, he showed up at the Daily Wire booth. The Daily Wire does a massive podcast network of the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro, obviously, runs the Daily Wire. So he showed up unannounced at the Daily Wire's booth. The podcast movement has tweeted this out. Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off today. Yesterday afternoon, Ben Shapiro briefly visited the PM22 Expo area near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected We take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. There is no way around it. We agreed to sell the Daily Wire a first-time booth based on the company's large presence in podcasting. The weight of that decision is now painfully clear. Shapiro is a co-founder. A drop-in, however unlikely, should have been considered a possibility. Um, what you, you, you wait, his presence caused harm. His, his presence, his presence caused harm to people. How, how does that work? These are the people whose college loans you are bailing out. His presence caused harm. What did they think? The Daily Wire was just going to have a booth and no one there that Ben Shapiro couldn't be there. Happy to fill in for him, by the way. Had a great audience. Um, Just bizarre. Now, y'all remember, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because we're surprising our kid with a trip to NASA. But I will see y'all on Monday. And remember, text FIGHT to 52886.